We read about the martyrs for Christ in Revelation 6, verses 9 to 11. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Then a white robe was given to each of them, and it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer, until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren, who would be killed as they were, was completed. Welcome to Souls Under the Altar, a program that reviews the stories of God's persecuted from the past and the present. Your host for this program is Etienne McClintock. Dear listener, greetings and a warm welcome. Thank you for joining in and listening to the program again today. We are delighted to have your company. And I have a special guest in the studio with me today who's going to share his testimony. This gentleman's name is David Tanishan. David, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. It's lovely to have you here, and we look forward to you sharing the story and what the Lord has done in your life. But you have a very interesting story. But before we start there, I've got in touch with you through an organization that's featured on this program quite a bit called Voice of the Martyrs Australia. Now, you currently work there. Maybe tell us a little bit about the work that you do there. My name is David. I'm working with the Voice of the Martyrs nearly eight years after uh, become a Sikh refuge to Australia, uh, I started working with them. After six months, exactly after six months coming to Australia, I started working with the Voice of the Martyrs, involved with them. But my knowing of the Voice of the Martyrs back to three, four years when I just was Sikh refuge to the Turkey. Okay, so you, you've been in Australia now for about eight years. You, uh, after you arrived, you're six months later, you started working with Voice of the Martyrs. Yep. And before that, you got to know about Voice of the Martyrs while you were in Turkey. Turkey, as a Sikh refuge, yeah. As, as a refugee. Refugee, yeah. Okay, so you went to Turkey as a refugee, and from Turkey you came over here as a refugee, and you've been here eight years now. Wonderful. Yep. Tell me, uh, did you come across with your family? Yeah, I'm living here in Australia with my wife and little three years daughter. Okay. Yeah, we are, we are we having that happy life here in Australia. Thanks to the Lord, thanks to the people to supporting us to come to Australia. Mm. So now we're having the good life, working with Voice of the Martyrs. Lord bless us. Now everything fine and smooth. Wonderful. Well, praise the Lord. It's good to hear. So it sounds like you had, this is very different to the life that you experienced previously. Now, obviously, I can pick up a little bit of an accent. So where are you from? Um, originally, I'm from Iran. Iran, okay. Yes, I was born in Iran in a Muslim family. In a Muslim family? Muslim family, okay. yes. So you were brought up speaking Persian because that was one of the big world empires uh, not too long ago, before Greece, I think, and then after Babylon was on the stage as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it's a big empire, yeah, and that was a mm. long time ago, long, long time ago. It's a big empire from Persia, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so you're you right. You speak Persian, you bore up in Iran, and you're in a, in a Muslim uh, uh, home, household. So you go to the mosque regularly, and you're a practicing Muslim as a young as person? A, as a Muslim person, it was like a, going all the time to the mosque, practicing the religious as a Muslim five times a day. Going to the mosque, praying. Wow. And then your family, as a Muslim family, all the time expecting you to uh, do your practice mm. all the time with them, going to the mosque with them all the time, practicing the Quran, going to like 
Quran, Bible study as we do here. Yes. Like okay. the, um, and then learning more about the Quran, reading the Quran mm. correctly, understanding of the meaning. So as a Muslim, all Muslim, they have to do all the, this practice. Well, and it's every pray, day. Prayer five times a day, plus oh. then studying the Quran. Yes. Interesting. Okay, so at, was there ever a time when you started questioning your religion or asking questions? And how common would that be for people to do that who are Muslims? Um, it's not really common because you're born as a Muslim. Yeah. All the time you have to accept be a Muslim. Mm. There is not too much question or uh, from the Muslimity, mm. from true to the Quran. Okay. They always want to be obeyed yes. because you're born as a Muslim mm. and not questioning too much. Just go with the rule. Everybody the same as, you know, you look into your family, your dad, your mom, always obeyed of the rule, obeyed of the Quran. Yes. So they're not accepting to you, like ask, asking, why we have to do this one? Why we have to do that one? They give you an answer, but not. sometimes you find later on not true. Ah, okay. Yeah. So was there a stage in your life when you started asking some questions? Because, I mean, the fact that you're here at a Christian radio station says that at some stage you became converted to Christianity. Yeah. As a, as a young, uh, normal Muslim person, I have to do all the practice. Yes. So when I grew up as a teenager, uh, sometimes, somehow uh, there's a doubt in my thinking, okay, why I'm a Muslim? Why I'm not in the other religions? Hmm. So why I have to accept what my father and mother give it to me, but without knowing anything? Okay. So this this question always with me through to after university, growing a little bit more and researching about the Islam or seeing as a Muslim person. Hmm. I always talk to my friend as a Muslim because they are Muslim. We live in, in a, a Muslim community all the time. Yes. Talking to the imams in a mosque, talking to friends, family, all of the Muslim. But all the time, uh, I'm always asking my friend, close my friend, uh, why I have to be Muslim? Mm. There's reason. There's a hundred uh, percent reason I have to be Muslim. Why I'm not Jewish? Why I'm not something else? Okay. So this this question all the time in my mind, till to when I graduate from the university and through to the work, uh, after I think six months or something like this work with the people uh, discussing all the time this question all the time in a workplace with my friend. Hmm. There's a there's a really nice guy, one of my uh, child. Uh, Friend, when we grow in together in a community, they are neighbor with us. Okay. Yeah. And then I think after the years, when we grow up, after finishing the uh, university together, they moved to the other suburb of the city. Hmm. But I think because of the job. I okay. can't remember 100%, but I think because of the job, they moved to the other suburb. So our contact is not the same as before, seeing each other every day. Yes. Suddenly, I saw him in a bus when we came back from the work to home. And he just talked to me, how's it going? What's the life or something normal? And then he invited me. He said to me, do you have time to go to the shop, sitting and having something, talking to each other? I said, yeah, why not? It's never seen a long time each other better than to go talk to together and then see what's going on with the life. 
So we went to the uh, shop, sitting there, ordering something, talking, start to talking. Between the talking and conversation, after 10 minutes, he said to me, can I ask you something? I said, yeah, why not? You are my friend. You can ask everything. Yeah. And he said, why you are a Muslim? I said, what? Hmm. He said to me, why you are a Muslim? I said, okay, I'm Muslim. You are a Muslim. And we born Muslim. So why, why are you asking this question? And he said to me, no, I'm not Muslim anymore. Hmm. I said, what? He said, no, I'm not Muslim anymore. I said, what do you mean? He said to me, I born again. I changed my religious from the Muslim to a Christian. Wow. That's so was that, was that dangerous for him to make that uh, confession to you, as, uh, you being a Muslim, and him not knowing that you questioned this yourself? Because he's my friend. Ah. And he know me. So he trusted you. Yeah, mm. always. And he just wanted to uh, share something with me to see what's reaction from me. Okay. We always asking this question to each other, as you as you as I mentioned to you all the time. Yeah. We always asking why we are Muslim. Okay. So he knew that he you, knew that something okay. in my mind. Mm. So he came and asked me. So I'm not Muslim. I said, What do you mean you are not? And he said, I changed my religious from Muslim to Christian. I said, Okay. Now everything going to be different. He said, Yeah, totally different. Different than what you're thinking. I said, okay, tell me more. Hmm. And I'm just interested to know what's going on because he's my best friend. I trust him to whatever he wants to do or something. And then uh, he's really honest with me. Yes. He tried to uh, talk about the Christianity, showing the way, how he did to convert. And then I just found after 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I'm getting excited about it and then mm. more curious to know what's going on what's happening why he he one of the things really i just wanted to know he said it changed my life so he's sharing his personal testimony with you yeah, yeah. with me Some, someone close to you sharing the testimony and then it's just coming to the real for you because you know the person mm. so after 15 minutes uh, he said I can do something for you. I said, okay, tell me what can we do because I'm just interested to know what's going in this journey. He said, I can invite you to the church. Come with me in Friday Mm. uh, because the Friday church service is in a Persian language. Okay. But in the other day, in Sunday, not in a Persian. Mm. We have to go to the uh, Armenian church. Okay. Yeah. So I said, okay, I can come. We just make an uh, appointment also to see each other in somewhere, and then we can go to the church. I said, okay. After that, I went to the church. Hmm. So when I just went to the church, see the people, talk to them, uh, quite a few times I went to the church, five, six times, and then I saw the a difference between a mosque, huge difference between a mosque and the church how they behaving, how they treating each other. And then the, the pastor talking about just the Lord, not true to something else. You know, in a, in a Muslimity, all the time the imam talking about the God, but true to the imams, not straight ahead to the God. Uh-huh. This is a point. I just wanted to go inside more to know 
what is this? What is that? What they saying? What he's saying? The pastor. Mm. So that's a that's a curiosity of me all the time asking the question true to the people, my friend in the church. I make lots of the friend in the church, maybe five, six or something. Yes. All the time talking to them, all the time asking about the Bible, reading the Bible. And it, it's a, it's a lots of the joy, lots of the encouragement for me when talking to them true to the Bible. And they always really, really like it. Like they know me many, many years ago. Mm. They treat me like that. Like okay. a family all the time. Okay. Pastor really good with me all the time. And it's all, all about the law. Mm. And it's true to that one. Uh, I remember short time, maybe six months, something changed my life. Wow. Really changed my life. I, I, I thought maybe to myself, I'm living in another world. Mm. Everything is changed. Even my talking, even my behavior of life, even in my job. Yes. Treating the people, talking to the people, even with my Muslim family. Everything changed. Mm. Thanks the Lord. <laughs> yeah, praise the Lord. Well, that's exciting. So yeah. they share it with you. And uh, finally, you, you make a decision to follow the Lord 100%? Finally, I make a decision in 2004 okay. to be baptized and follow the Lord. So from the time that you started this conversation with your friend till you got baptized, how long was that time period? Yeah, it's about year and a half. Year and a half. Okay. Year and a half. Right. It's a little bit hard to be a Muslim all your life, and then you want to change it to the, the other religions. Sure, Because all the time you have a background as a Muslim, mm. and all family all the time is Muslim. They always attracting you to not doing this one. It's not... This is sin. This is not that. This is right. this one. But you find in the truth with the God willing all the time. Mm. When you're going through to the Bible, when you're reading the Bible, Lord help you all the time to find the truth. Yes. Amen. So w- what was it? Is there anything specific you can think about that convinced you that this was the truth? Is there anything that stands in your mind or was it just a conviction? One of the biggest things all the time in my mind, when listening to the mosque, to the imams, they always have in their own version from the, from the uh, Quran. Mm. You know, the reading of the Quran is some way, somehow, but when they convert in the word to you to say to the people, they convert in uh, something else. It depends of the... I guess say it depends of the weather. Mm. They they're not always telling the truth to you. Okay, so the, the interpretation can vary from time to time. All the time. Even even I had the experience to read in the Quran from the other countries. Mm. It's not the same as Quran we had in Iran. Oh really? Different different version. Oh. I don't know why, but this mm. is the truth. Different version. Wow. Okay, well, that's interesting. So the, the biggest things for me all the time is that when the pastor talking to the church from the word of the Lord all the time, converting the same exact word. Okay, so the truth didn't change. It stayed the same. Never changing. All the time staying the same. Mm. And the, the other one is in a Muslim, when you Muslim accepting the Allah, they just push you not all the time talking to Allah. They push you as a Muslim talking to the imams. Like like, okay. like when you're going to see the prime minister, you have to go to see the secretary first, okay. talk to the secretary, and then go, why I'm not going to see the Lord? Yes. Why I'm not saying talking to him? Mm. 
So okay. that's a really, really good point for me. Okay. I can talk to my Lord, talk to my God all the time, straight ahead, anywhere. Mm. I don't need to go to mosque. I don't need to go to anywhere. I can talk to my Lord everywhere. Yes. Oh, praise God. Yeah. yeah the privilege the of prayer. Thanks mm. a lot, really. So this is a, one of the biggest points. And the other things, because we learn lots of the things from the Muslim when we grow up. Mm. But now I'm thinking... After many, many years, none of them making sense. Okay. Wow. Really, none of them making sense. Well, let me ask you this. Where did you meet your wife? I met my wife in a church because mm. she's a Assyrian girl. Okay. Yeah, she's an Assyrian girl. They family Christian originally all the time. Mm. But uh, the Assyrian uh, people traditionally, they are not believing in new life to the Lord. Okay. So my wife become as a newborn, hmm. I think, I can't remember the year, but she's a true Christian. She took me to the church. Okay. Yeah. Show me the way, show me the everything, hmm. because I don't have any idea about the Christianity. Yes. You know, one of the person changed my life to true after my friend to be a I guess good Christian is mm. my wife. Right. We having the really, really difficult time in the beginning together because as a uh, Christian to accepting, to get, uh, getting married together in my family, it's a true a little bit hard story. Okay. Yeah. To because your together. family would want you to marry a Muslim girl, not to marry a Christian. Of course. Yes. Of yes. course. This is this is a this is a you know, a normal things for the Muslim family. Hmm. They always accepting to marry to the Muslim. Yes. They don't want to change anything. They want to go like a normal rule for them. Hmm. Yeah. This is a biggest story and biggest change in my life to accepting to marry to the girl. Is a Christian. It's fine with me. It's a pleasure for me yes. as a Christian. Sure. But not for my family. Mm. We came to the point, they said, if you want to do this one, uh, uh, there is a there is a thing between uh, this period of time. They, 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 know the, they didn't know the truth. They thought in their mind, she can't become a Muslim. But they didn't know the truth. I can become a Christian. You became a Christian. Yes. Instead of her becoming a Muslim, you became a Christian. Yeah. Right. They, they thought it's different. Ah. So after after we got married, and then some happening came, they found the truth. Okay. So they found the truth, and they wanted to me to change to come again as a Muslim. Leave the Christianity, come to the Muslim. Mm. And I'm not accepting after lots of conversation with my family, with my dad, with my mom. End of the story, they said, okay, if you don't want to accept to change again, come become a Muslim, you have to leave the family. Really? Yeah. So there was Easy. a lot of family pressure being put on you. I mean, these are the people you grew up with. There's people that you love. It's your family. You have to leave everything. You've got to leave everything. Wow. Yeah, you have to leave. But when you find the truth, you don't want to leave it to go. Mm. You have to hold it all the time because it changed your life, because it changed your everything. Mm. I'm the same. I find the truth. I find my Lord changed my life, changed my everything. Mm. He gave me, a, you know, everything I wanted 
to be happy in life, yes. why I have to leave it? Why I have okay. to go to back to the darkness again? Yes, so the Lord became something really special. You had a personal relationship, personal connection with God. You didn't have to go through an imam or a priest or whatever no, it is. No. You had that personal connection with God, and this meant more to you than if you had to lose your family, you were prepared to lose your family, but you didn't want to lose your Lord. No. Mm. Oh, just accept, okay, I'm not living with you. I leave really? the family. Yeah. And did your family keep that a secret so that other people didn't find out? Because I imagine it would be dangerous. They can keep it secret for a while. But mm. after, you know, in, a, in a Iran, uh, after the war from the government, they put the lots of pressure to closing the church. Okay. It's normal in Iran. Mm. So they close the church. So there is nowhere to go to be a like a normal church going every Sunday to church worship mm. or doing the other things, Bible study, we start to go to a home church as a okay. group. So this is an underground church. Underground Secret. church. Yes. There is lots of underground churches, secret churches, even now in Iran. Mm. There is a lot yes. because there is no official church in Iran. Mm. They close most of them. Yeah. So with the God willing, we start to make an underground church with some of our friends, 25, 26 of our friends, all of them Christian. We always go into home, make a church, and Bible study, do whatever we do in a church. Sure. So um, these groups, are they at different houses at different times or always the same house? Different time, different houses. Okay, so that you don't attract attention. Exactly. Mm. We have to be a little bit careful with the government because yes. if they know and then... There is a lot of the things coming. One day we have in the church in, I think one of my friend home. I think, yeah, they home. Mm. Sorry, can I just interrupt you a moment? There. So when you, when you meeting at these churches, how often per week would you meet? Is it once a once week? Once a week. Once a week. Once okay. a week. Sometimes if we have Bible study, we can go twice a week, but usually once a week okay. because we don't want the, to pay attention to the people, especially for my family or me. Uh, to go where they going, where, where, what they doing, or something, because mm. they know the truth. Now we are not Muslim. Ah, okay. So, you, that, so you no longer go into any of the mosques. None of the Christians are going to the mosques no, anymore. No, no. no. And as that uh, obviously would bring some element of questioning, questioning from yep. other people. So you got to be very careful. Be careful. Did you ever feel that you were being watched? Or monitored or anything like that? I'm going through to that one. You're going to get to that yeah, one? Yeah, okay. exactly. Because I think what we'll have to do is we've only got a few minutes left, so we'll keep on with the story, but I will have to do a part two <laughs> yes. because I know there's a lot more to your story. <laughs> exactly. Oh, sorry, keep on going. So you're, you're meeting with your friends? Yeah, we, we one day we have in the, as usual, normal, once a week, we have in the uh, Bible study and church together because we don't want to make it too much going on. Everybody knows what we're doing, something. We're just mixing together, yes. having the Bible study, and then praying time, everything through to the Bible in a home church, underground church. So, so sometimes these meetings, they are they sort of just, oh, it's just a social getting together for a lot of people? Exactly. And then you happen to have a Bible study exactly. and you have a little meal exactly. together? We, we have to be careful. We can't okay. say everybody, we're going to Bible study. We're going to have a meeting. We're going to have a party. We're going to engagement party, something like this. We're never telling the truth. We're going to have reading Bible. Oh. We're going to have church or never. We can't go. Can't do it. We yeah, can't do be it. So yeah. careful. Yes. So one day when we, uh, we went to have a uh, Bible study and church, 
I can't remember the day, but I think it was Sunday. Mm. Usually it's Sunday. Yes. So we went there 25, 26 as usual. Our friend did. We pray. We started Bible study. Finish the Bible study through to the Bible reading Bible. So when you say Bible, do you have like a, a proper Bible book? Proper Bible. Or do you have book, it on your phone? But, okay, Bible no, no, book. proper Bible book. But uh, every time we have to be careful when we carry. Because can you it, legally own a Bible in Iran? No, 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 no. It, it's in, in a Muslim country. It's difficult to carry the Bible in a. Uh, Street like your normal things because if they just saw you with the Bible or something, they can arrest you. Mm. It's not legal to carry the Bible normally in the street. Or to own one, you have to own one or you have to hide them. Right, right. Nobody can see because if 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 the you know, the people from the government all the time in the street, they going watching everybody something. If they watch you or see you with the Bible or they just paying attention a little bit more to you, they can just follow you, find everything. Mm. Arrest you immediately. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And, that, yeah. and then you're thrown in prison, but you could be executed, could you? Exactly. Okay, if, so there's a death penalty. Yeah. Death penalty. If, if you are a Muslim in a Muslim country, and if you are a Muslim and change your religious from Muslimity to the other religious, uh, you come and become an infidel. Infidel. Infidel, yeah. Yes. And then... The sentence for you is just hanging or death. Wow. In the Sharia law. Under Sharia law. Sharia and of law. course, Iran is one of the few countries in the world where there's complete yeah, there's Sharia law. That's right. Exactly. There's, there's no religious access. freedom. It's free if you're a Muslim, but not free for anybody else. Anybody else. In the, in the Constitution, they said freedom for the religious, but nobody accepts Okay, so the no Constitution way. says one thing, but in practice, that is not the no. case. Shari law is the law. That is, is the, the law. That's the Constitution, isn't correct. it? That's the real yeah. Constitution, exactly. the way they practice it. Yeah. Wow. Well, listen, David, we uh, we understand that some things started happening when you were at this particular Bible study because yep. you were saying that the police burst in. Yep. And there were some big problems for you guys at this Bible study. Yeah, we start uh, Bible study going through to the uh, Bible reading and end of the Bible study we start to pray mm. as usual Yes, and then by by one we are starting to pray we praying we close eyes in a peace and we find something happening in outside of the home mm. some noises some activity after 2-3 minutes we just open our eyes and so someone is staying in behind of us with a gun. Wow. Yeah, it's a it's an intelligence service from the Iran, particularly these these people working with the religious in Iran. They they make the uh, part of the uh, police for the okay. for, yeah yeah for. So this is like the religious police to find people exactly, who have converted to people, Christianity yeah. or who are practicing Christianity within exactly, the country. Exactly. Exactly. Well, so, we, we unfortunately have run out of time and we have to leave it there. But my guest today in the studio is David Donation. He works for Voice of the Martyrs in Australia. And if you want to hear more stories like David, you can go to vom.com.au and pick up on all these stories. David, we have to invite you back so you can tell part two of your story in our next program. So, dear listener, thank you for joining us today. We pray that God will bless you until we meet again.
Thank you for joining us on Souls Under the Altar. If you'd like more information about today's program or if you have any questions, please contact 3ABN Australia Radio by phoning 0249733456 or you can send an email to radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au. You can also contact us on our 3ABN Australia Radio Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you.